Hey, 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 Eric. Welcome to the Content Careers University. It's an honor to have you on here. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I know we're talking about something that a lot of folks are interested about, right? How to actually make money, right? What am I missing in my business, right? What are those secret hacks that Eric is about to lay on us today that's going to help us convert more clients, more customers? But before we get into all of that, let me go ahead and ask you to take a moment, introduce yourself to the folks that do not know you, please. Yeah, sure. So basically, my name is Eric Rebello. I have a digital business development firm that basically helps uh, service businesses basically use advertising uh, websites and landing pages, back end uh, automated follow up and inbound sales training. Um, but we actually do the services for ads and websites and all that type of stuff. But we do that to try and help you get you more customers, right, on a consistent and predictable basis. And uh, we really try and have a holistic kind of full funnel approach to where from beginning to end of when the, the person first sees your advertisement to actually getting on the phone with you, we uh, control that entire process and make sure that, you know, you get results. Wow. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to uh, introduce yourself so well. You could, I couldn't have done it better than you. So <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, let's jump right into this because I mean, a lot of folks will tell you today, well, you know, Eric, I see ads all over the place, right? Social media everywhere about. This is what you should do to get more customers, more clients. Um, and some of my followers will tell you I've tried it, they've tried it, and it quote unquote scamming or not true or doesn't work. I mean, is it that those things that those folks may be talking about are real or is just that there's a secret uh, honest, genuine secret, a way to approach this that the average person does not know. And it just takes learning it, knowing it, implementing that once, and then things start changing for you. What is that all about? Yeah. So, I mean, if you really think about it, um, using that mentality of, you know, Facebook ads doesn't work or converting, high converting landing pages don't work and all that type of stuff. It doesn't fully make sense because when you think about it, there are companies that are making it work. There's a lot of companies that use those things to grow their revenue in a crazy amount, you know? So it's like, you just have to really think about it from the perspective of, okay, there must be something within my marketing system that is I'm, I'm not doing correctly. And you have to take full responsibility for that or whoever you know, you're working with. So when it comes down to what actually works, uh, we're going to go through that today. And I'm going to go step by step from beginning to end, what you're going to need to actually go from attention, getting attention from someone to turning them into a customer. Um, now, the first thing about that is making sure that you actually listen and implement exactly what we say because if you have one part of the system that isn't fully calibrated you can have errors you know what i mean so maybe you have a really good advertisement but then your website uh you know just isn't really set up for conversions properly well that's going to lower your results right so you have to make sure every piece of the puzzle is put together correctly because if it's not you won't get the results you're looking for that makes sense Yes, it does. And thanks for that, because I love the way you said it, right? There are other businesses that are actually doing it and finding true results out of this. So it's not that is. And, and sadly, the reality is that the web is what it is. You always will find those people that will not provide genuine information or will do things in a non-holistic way. Well, we can't control that. The reality is that at the same time, though, it works. 
people are doing it the right way and will find the results, which is the reason why we have you today. And I appreciate that you're here and that you're addressing it head on. Now, for the folks that don't understand, right, when we're talking about conversion, right, what does, exactly does that mean? Now, let's not be too technical because there's some folks that are okay. What do you actually mean? What does conversion mean in a world that we live in today? And what does it mean for you as a professional? Yeah, so conversion to me, um, if I was to define it, is at two points in the funnel. So typically it's talked about in the way of if someone clicks on an advertisement um, and then goes to a landing page or a website and they enter their contact information, like their name, email, phone number, other data that qualifies them, uh, and they become a lead, that is the process of conversion. So turning a, a stranger into someone that is basically shown some sort of interest in whatever you know service you have to offer, um, and that's conversion. Now, another way that people talk about conversion as well is when that lead actually turns into a sale, like when that person gets on the phone and uh, you know is selling the service, then that person actually buys, that's also another conversion. But usually in the marketing world, when you're talking about conversion rate optimization or anything like that, it usually has to do with your website or landing page, actually turning that attention and traffic into leads or some sort of result. Okay, good, good. Thanks for that clarity, clarification. We we understand, right? Okay, is the way the art to be able to capture a client or a customer and, you know, basically draw them to you and convert them, meaning they go from a potential customer to a customer. The potential is gone. Now they're part of your company, your team. So uh, thanks for taking the time to clarify that. Let me go ahead and give some shout out to the folks in the comment section. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. Don Howard, how you doing? I see you there, Angelica Prather. Hey, Silverhead Fitness, I appreciate you being here. Um, and good feedback to you as well shout out to you as well we want to wish you joy and abundance to you as well this is the holiday season folks so let's all embrace that spirit hey james how's it going thanks for being in the comment section thanks for commenting and look at that one of our sponsors in the comment section charles jackson media thanks for being active right here and yeah that's what we're all about i see you there samurai um and um, you know first lady Cree. thanks folks thanks if you have any question for our guest go ahead and put it in the comment section below while we're discussing this topic okay uh that will be great i know he's he's more than willing to you know answer or help anybody today with the uh, you know areas that you want you you may need help with okay eric thanks for that so now the thing is that there you hear that there are multiple ways when we're talking about sales right there are multiple ways that you should sell and at the same time we're getting overwhelmed with all the different avenues you know different avenues of marketing promotion and and we don't know what to do or we're probably doing everything and not getting anything out of it um first thing first whenever somebody tries to work with you what approach do you take what do you tell them um, in order to guide them into the right, you know, way before they start advertising? I'm pretty sure you have a way to do that because all industries are not the same. What's your draw plate on that? Yeah. So when I got on a phone with a client, I do a discovery process, uh, you know, to figure out exactly what they're selling, what the lifetime value is of a customer, um, profit per sale, uh, how many people you know, refer, like once they become a customer, how many people do they refer? And I really look at all the data and the metrics and try and figure out, okay, how can we mathematically makes that make this uh, make sense in advertising and, you know, 
marketing, right? So when I ask them these questions, a lot of business owners actually don't know. Um, and that's something that if you're listening right now, you should go and find those metrics that are useful to your business because then if you make the math make sense, you can grow your business at a predictable rate, which means that if you know how much uh, how much money you spend to get a click on an ad, and then you know how much money it takes to get a lead, like a cost per lead, and then you know how much it takes to do a, a CPA, which is a cost per acquisition, where you actually convert the person into a buying customer. When you start knowing these numbers, you can now just kind of predictably figure out how you're going to grow your business. So I ask them a lot of these questions and sometimes they don't know. Um, but I try to really walk them through like, okay, if you know, I, the main things I want to know are really how, how valuable is the customer that they're working with. And that's why I try to get the lifetime value. And I usually just do it over about 12 months of how much the customers work to them in profit. Then we know how much money we can actually spend to acquire that customer. So for example, um, if a business after expenses and after all that type of stuff, they make around $2,000 from selling their service to a customer, um, then what happens is you now know that you can spend like pretty much anything under $2,000 to acquire that customer. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things where if if you know that number, it's a lot easier to do marketing because then you know how much you're going to spend. You can spend more than your competitor. So you could spend $1,500 to acquire that customer. And let's say you only make $500 on the upfront, but you want to figure out other avenues to try and make that customer more, prof uh, more profitable on the back end as well. So recurring services or having them uh, come in more frequently or whatever type of, you know, style of transaction that you're doing. But uh, yeah, so. Absolutely. That's good. I like that uh, because, you know, if you if any one of you guys ever watch, watch Shark Tank, you will know Mr. Wonderful will tell you you have to know your numbers. If not, you'll be a dead cockroach, right? <laughs> Well, uh, that's what Eric is talking about. This is a real thing, right? You need to know your numbers. You need to know what it's costing you, you know, to acquire a customer. Now, if you don't, after you've run a test, because a lot of companies have tried marketing before, they've tried, um, you know, those type of systems before. So why did you get out of it? Or do you even look at the numbers at all because there's some people that are like i don't care about the numbers well if you don't look at your numbers making money is also a number <laughs> so uh is a number you want to make that number well you need to understand how much it costs you to make this hundred dollars right and if you understand how much it costs you then you can see if it's still worth it or if you need like eric just said bringing more avenues to make it worth a while meaning to for it to be sustainable right um, and that is crucial and vital for the lifespan of your business if your business is going to survive this is something that is the heartbeat of it right so very crucial and i'm liking what angelica prether is putting in the comment section she's saying uh make the money makes sense oh, oh that's fantastic right it has to make sense uh that's awesome thanks for joining uh, santiago all right so eric okay now we're content creators right today 
people are everywhere. When I say everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, I mean, you name it, right? YouTube and all of that. Some are just doing it because they see other people do it. Uh, some are doing it because they want to become superstars online. And some are doing it because they understand what they're doing and they're actually converting from there. We see you, and I'm going to go ahead and pull that up for the folks that are watching. If you're not watching and listening to this, you're going to have to come to YouTube, JP Tech Reviews, to see this, right? And we see you on TikTok, okay? And as of today, the recording this video, it's not like you have a videos or anything here, but your profile is here. Could you tell us why did you even create a profile, kept it live active for people to see, even though you're not currently as of the time we're speaking, uh, po posted any videos? What's the approach? What's the strategy? What's the intentionality here? Yeah, so TikTok is one of those platforms that I'm trying to get into to post around one minute clips that of my long form content. And the reason why I'm trying to do that is because TikTok has really high organic reach right now. So if you post videos on there, uh, you're going to get a lot of views. Usually if you make the video correctly, uh, within the first two seconds, it has to be really compelling and make the person watch the rest. And TikTok will track all of this data of how long do people watch the video, you know, how many people are engaging with it, all that type of stuff. Um, and they'll show it to more people. So we've seen we've seen people, you know, get viral on TikTok very quickly because TikTok will show, you know, a lot of uh, people your video. Now I'm on TikTok to just, you know, with my personal brand, I'm going to start posting videos on there. But TikTok requires a different strategy uh, as far as organic posting than, you know, most of the other platforms. Now, I, you know, typically my my firm helps with advertising and websites and, um, you know, backend CRM, email and text follow up and inbound sales training. But we still like to coach, you know, our clients on creating organic content that is good because it's required for advertising and, you know, putting it on their website and put, you know, them posting on their own social media profiles. You have to have good video content or good photo content. So um, for me, the whole like kind of breakdown of making good quality content is it has to be eye-catching and attention grabbing it has to compel them to like continue to consume so if in the first couple seconds they hear something that piques their interest or makes them curious or it's intriguing they're going to watch the rest of it you know and you kind of a lot of people don't want to be clickbaity which i totally understand because you know if you don't like the same people that don't like being salesy they don't like being clickbaity and they have this negative connotation from it which i think you should actually shift your mindset more to okay if you believe in your service if you do business with integrity and you make sure that when you put your content out there that you're not trying to do like a bait and switch you know what i mean where you have a clickbaity title with a clickbaity thumbnail and then the video has nothing to do with those things don't ever do that but you can be semi clickbaity if your content is aligned and congruent with what you're basically putting out there in your marketing message. So if you have a clickbaity title, but then the video actually has to do with whatever you titled it, then it's fine. You're just basically incentivizing people to click and creating desire and demand and interest. So it's not a bad thing. Um, and I do the same thing with advertising. So a lot of problems that uh, business owners have with this funnel that we kind of set up for them, which is ads, website, backend follow-up and inbound sales training, they at the beginning, right? Step one is create a compelling ad or create an ad that someone actually wants to click on. Now, how do you do that? It's broken down into a couple steps. You have to have good copy, which is the text that actually is associated with the ad. You have to have good creative um, and something that's eye-catching. And then when they actually click on the advertisement, it has to be congruent and aligned on the landing page. So if they click the ad and then they go to the landing page, 
and it doesn't seem like it's the same marketing message or the positioning is different, like really anything is really different in the way of the, how you're communicating it, they're going to get confused because they clicked on it for one thing and then they're getting another. So don't do that. But the ad copy is really um, important because it's the thing that people see or well, they see the creative first usually. Um, and if just a kind of a random tip for everybody in the audience, people uh, read from left to right. So if you can put any text that you have on the left part of your creative, people are more likely to see it rather than putting it in the center. It's just kind of like a little tiny, you know, psychological hack for that. And then also in the, you only have about three lines or so on uh, the actual ad for something like Facebook. Um, or you know Instagram to really catch people's attention. So you want to call them out. Uh, you you want to be compliant with all the Facebook uh, you know copywriting policies and everything like that because they've changed a lot over the even the past six months. Uh, they change pretty consistently. But make sure you're compliant by referencing who your target market is and hooking them in. And then after that, you're agitating the problem and trying to kind of get them like hooked based on what actual problem or the desire that they have. After they start reading, you need to tell them, you know, proof and uh, authority and talk about your solution, but talk about your solution in the way of results and outcomes instead of features and benefits because people actually, you know, people are psychologically, you know, more selfish creatures. So they want to know what what's in it for me. Like, what do they get out of it, right? Once that happens, you had them with a strong call to action, which means that you have to have an offer that is positioned well in the market to where people actually want to, you know, click on it or are interested in it. And then that's the first part of the ad. So in a nutshell, just to kind of like reiterate that your ad has to be attention worthy and basically compelling enough for people to click on it in any way that you need to do that in your market. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Like copywriting is a skill that takes years to learn. But you know, if you work with like an agency or something like that, they can obviously help you out with this whole system. But you know, there's different approaches you can take, like you see uh, kind of like a contrarian approach certain times with copywriting, where you try and take a completely opposite angle of the entire market, or, you know, there's there's a lot of ways you can do it. But the first step, create a good ad. <laughs> and it just comes down to making something compelling, that's interesting. And possibly entertaining but also educational like that's like the best best way to do an ad and then um once it actually goes into you know the website portion of the landing page your copy should be the same so the same marketing message on there possibly have a video you know have a, a form on there for them to fill out their information but the copywriting on the landing page and the overall design is kind of where this conversion rate optimization comes in like if you know that putting a call to action button in the kind of viewport, uh, which basically means right when someone opens your website, either on a desktop or on the phone, they should see your call to action button right there. It should be within the, the viewport height. Um, and then they can scroll down all that type of stuff. But any like anything that's right when they get to the website and they see that, that's kind of like called like above the fold and your headline and your video or, you know, whatever marketing message you have there on the call to action should be seen first. And, uh, you know, classic copywriters, like I'm pretty sure, I think this was Dan Kennedy that said, um, 80 cents of your dollar that you spend on marketing to try and get people to your, you know, landing page or your offer is on the headline. Like if they don't resonate with the headline, they will not read anything else and not really be interested. So that's why copywriting and having someone skilled at that is super important because if you don't have a good headline, no one's going to care.
Now, I love that. Um, thanks for, um, you know, be so elaborate and detailed on the steps. And I'm loving that, right? The first step is all about grabbing. And I'm loving what Samurai's put in the comment section. It says, grab your audience attention um, the right way. Uh, so I appreciate that, uh, what you're saying. So we need to actually have a compelling ad. I have, um, like you just said, not clickbaity, but actually clickbait. Uh, when it came out, it means bait you to click on it, right? Because uh, grabs your attention, it's part of curiosity. Now you clicked on it. And now that the person I've clicked on it, uh, professionals will tell you, based on my experience, I will tell you that you have uh, actually 10 to 15 seconds to actually grab that person's attention. If in the first 10, 15 seconds, you don't have anything good to talk about, well, guess what? They're gonna keep scrolling. Um, so now after they've clicked on it, next phase will be the actual ad. What is the content of the ad? And I love what you said, where if you cannot do it yourself, that's where you go to an agency. I wanted to, you know, stop there because a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs or small business owners will tell you, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the funds, the budget to hire an agency or anything like that. But at the same time, um, I love what you said where, okay, how much is this worth to you? Because if you're going to spend 12 months, 24 months, which is two years doing it yourself and not getting any results, how much have you spent during the 24 months, which is the reason why hiring a professional in a specific aspect that you are not savvy will change and help you in the, you know, quick and long run, because it's actually saving you a lot of money. If you look at that, because time is money. <laughs> Right. A lot of times whenever we're doing business with self-employed or entrepreneurs, we don't value our time that great. We don't realize that all the time we're spending, if we were to charge for every single minute or hour that we're spending on that, if you put it on paper, you do the math, that's a little fortune that you just spent. Well, that's going to save you on that time, effort and frustration um, that, you know, that's where I wanted to lead the next conversation, right? Frustration, because a lot of people are frustrated with um, the amount of effort they've put in it. And some, a lot of folks that email me will tell me, JP, I've taken a lot of classes, a lot of courses online, and it's just not working. Let me ask you this. When do you believe as a professional that it's actually time to hire some help from exterior to outsource the help or to call for help for a professional to come and step in. You used to be a, you know, a self-employed. Now you have a team. When was that crucial time? When would you say is the best time to actually call somebody? That's a good question. Um, it, it depends on kind of two numbers, right? So where your revenue or profit level is, right? So you have to make sure that your business is making enough money to hire people. But then also a number that people don't pay attention to is the price of your product and how valuable it is in the market. So let's say, you know, you have a product that is $10,000, right? If you hire an agency and they even get one person to buy it, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of make the numbers work, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I would say you should, you should have a, like, if you're going to be profitable on like Facebook ads, for example, your, um, 
your service offering or basically the, the money that you make um, from a customer over the course of probably 12 months should be more than like a thousand dollars. That's kind of like a good like minimum because in that, that could, you know, that can go into a lot of things. If let's say you charge someone a hundred dollars a month for 12 months and then that kind of ends up being $1,200, right? That's like a good, you know, estimate. But if you don't, if you don't collect a thousand dollars from a client over the course of 12 months, it's semi difficult to be profitable on Facebook ads. If you're doing like an average strategy, if you're doing something like very advanced and you have someone that really knows what they're doing, you'd probably make it work if you have a product less than that. But the whole thing is you want to make sure that, again, the numbers make sense, right? To where if you're putting these advertisements out there, you have to make sure that you have enough margin that you're profitable enough to actually run those advertisements in the first place. So make sure that you can find additional avenues to make your product profitable, whether it's upsells, ancillary sales, cross sales, down sales, whatever it is. Like, for example, um, something that, you know, I guess I'll announce here is I do want to come out with a book, you know, over the course of probably the next nine months, I have a lot of it put together already. And the reason why I'm making it is because, um, there are, you know, people I get on the phone with and business owners that qu aren't quite at that level yet to where they can't afford to hire an agency, uh, but they can spend on marketing, right? They just can't af afford this like team to like, you know, run it. So my answer to them is like, okay, what if I can give them a book that has some strategies in it that they can use themselves, or they can watch my YouTube videos, watch podcasts, all these different things, try and get to that level where their business revenue uh, is at the point where they can hire someone that, you know, they can kind of do it themselves up to that, up to that point, then it makes sense to hire, you know, an agency and all that type of stuff. So there's, there's different ways you can do it, but you should start thinking about what in my business can I downsell if someone can't afford it? What can I cross sell if they can't afford it? Like what's something else that they can buy? And then how can I get them to buy more often? Um, just, you know, more times, like, you know, all these different things and make your customer more profitable because that's like, that's something that, you can like two people can spend the same amount on marketing and be in the same industry, same business, same service, everything. But if one of the business owners can make their customer worth more or more valuable, like more profitable over the course of 12 months, that person's going to win because they can ultimately spend more on marketing. So for me, um, I kind of wanted to run through some numbers. Actually, I was doing this yesterday before this show to really display how important these numbers are. So am I able to go through that, JP? Yeah, absolutely. So what I want to do, I want to take an ad break. And when we come back, that will be fantastic so that we can actually go to the practical side of of what we're talking about. So, all right, folks, I want to welcome you back to the Content Creators University. We've been here with Eric Rebello, and we're talking about things that we need to understand in order to convert clients, customers, more have them buy our services our products right and we've been talking about a lot of important aspect in regards to marketing um grabbing our clients attention and understanding the numbers and now we're about to dive into the practical side let me go ahead and uh, bring him back onto the stage hey eric thank you so much we appreciate you and all the knowledge here you've been dropping now you wanted to show us some practical numbers so that that can help illustrate exactly what you've been talking about take it away let's talk about it Awesome. So yeah, I'm just going to list them off here and I'm going to try and list them off in the most simplest way possible so everybody could follow along and I'm going to make a hypothetical scenario. So earlier I said that if your profit 
on a customer over the course of 12 months is roughly about $1,000. It's pretty easy to make uh, Facebook ads profitable if you do everything right. And I'm gonna give you industry averages for numbers on various metrics uh, that have to do with ads. And if you can shoot for these metrics, uh, you'll, be, you'll be good. So again, $1,000 in profit for a service, right? The industry average for CPMs, which basically um, stands for cost per 1,000 impressions. An impression basically means a view. So to get 1,000 views to your ad on Facebook, the industry average is about $15. Now, I'm going to round up and pretend that it's $20, and we're going to use that. So you spent $20 to get 1,000 people to see your ad. Now... If you're spending $1,000 on an ad, that you end up getting roughly about 50,000 views if you do everything correct. Now, with that $1,000 ad spend and 50,000 views, the industry average for click-through rate, which basically means how many people click on your advertisement when they see it, is 1%. So one out of 100 people on average, if you'd like just have a normal ad, will click on your advertisement if you're running uh, ads on Facebook. Then, uh, so I'll kind of run through those numbers again. So for 50,000 views on Facebook, you roughly spend $1,000 and then 1% of those people click on your ad, which means that if you're spending $1,000, you're roughly getting 500 clicks to your ad if everything's kind of set up correctly and you know uh, for the average numbers, right? Once you have those 500 clicks, on your landing page or the, the website that they're actually going to, to turn into a lead, like where people fill out their contact information and everything like that, if your offer is good and everything like that, you'll have a 2% conversion of those 500 clicks. So 2% of the 500 will turn into leads. That leaves you with 10 leads. Now, if you're, you know, pretty much the, the industry average for a uh, close rate of those leads or basically how many of those leads get sold or buy a product is roughly about 20% around all industries. It can vary a lot, um, but let's just say 20% and be you know conservative with it. That means that of those 10 leads that you got, two of those leads closed into deals. Now, we said at the beginning that there's $1,000 in profit for your service, right? Hypothetically. Now, you have a $1,000 profit for your service and you close two deals, which means you got $2,000 in profit. But at the beginning, I said you spent $1,000 on the ad to get that. So if you run through those numbers, that's a 2x ROI, which means that you're putting $1 in and getting $2 out, which is pretty profitable. So that's like a good starting point for ads. Now, to run it through, you know, just a brief run through again, you spend $1,000, you got 50,000 views. Of those 50,000 views, 1% of the people clicked. Out of the out of the 500 people, or the 1% that clicked, 2% of those people converted into leads. Leaves you with 10 leads. 20% or two out of 10 of those leads buy, and now you have $2,000 profit. Now, where a lot of people think it's super interesting once they find out this data, is if you slightly tweak those numbers, how much more profit and ROI you can get. So I'm going to run through the same scenario again, one more time, where it's $1,000 in profit that you make per customer. It's still $20 per 1,000 views. So you spend $1,000 and you got 50,000 views. Now, the part where I'm going to 
tweak it a little bit is instead of 1% of people clicking on your ad, let's do 1.5% of people click on your ad, which seems like such a trivial amount. It seems very small, but you just get half a percent more people to click on your ad. Now that's 750 people that clicked on your ad. Now let's leave all the other numbers the same. Let's still say out of the 750 people that clicked on your ad, only 2% of those people turn into leads. Um, then you're left with 15 leads instead of 10 leads that you had before. Now let's keep the same number of 20% of those people that turned into leads get closed. Now, instead of in the previous scenario where I said you closed two deals, now you've closed three deals and now you have $3,000 in profit off of spending $1,000 on ads, which is a 3X ROI. Now I left every single number the exact same except 0.5% more people clicked on your ad and you got three times the amount of money instead of two times the amount of money. Super crazy to think about where that small percentage, like a half a percent on the clicks can get you way more money. And you can play with all these numbers to where if you get more conversions, you get more leads and all that type of stuff. But that is what I try to do in the business is find out what the industry averages are and kind of like mess with those numbers until it makes it profitable. So like, you know, we since we handle every step of this, we make sure the ad gets good click through, right? You know what I mean? We also make sure that the ad is converting well into leads. Now, the other part that a lot of business, you know, or digital marketing agencies don't really handle is trying to help you close those leads, right? So if we can even get you from like a 20% close rate to like a 30% close rate, like just an extra person, you start like stacking up all these numbers and you're way more profitable. So we, we try and handle every step of the way to make sure that the numbers are supposed to be what they're supposed to be uh, based on your industry, based on how, you know, how profitable, you know, your service is. Cause you know, there's outliers, right? Like we worked with a B2B technology company that each, um, each basically piece of technology that they sold to these enterprise companies was worth anywhere from 250,000 up to $5 million per year for this piece of technology. And we were spending nowhere near that. You know what I mean? So they had, they roughly had a 28 X return on investment, but obviously that's not standard at all. Uh, but just letting you know that there's crazy opportunities with these ads out there. So when we were talking about earlier that, you know, people say, Oh, Facebook ads don't work or Google ads don't work. YouTube ads don't work. Landing pages don't work. Like all these things, they totally do work. You just have to make sure you're hitting those numbers that I was talking about. And there's a lot that goes into that, but I just really wanted to lay that data out there. So really everyone understands you don't have to have that high of a percentage different than the industry average on Facebook to really be more profitable than most of your competitors. Wow. That's, that's amazing, right? Uh, once you start digging uh, deep into the numbers and comparing it, then it makes better sense. Thanks for taking the time to illustrate that. That does help clarify what we're talking about. What we, when you were saying, look at the numbers and the numbers needs to make sense uh, to the decisions you're making and also understanding why you're spending a specific amount and why you keep doing that and how is that returning investment to you or not just look at, oh man, it's going to be $1,000. I don't have $1,000. <laughs> That's not the way to look at it. So this is fantastic that you took the time to explain that. Now, we're getting too close to the end of our show. Um, I want to ask you this for the folks that are like, OK, <laughs> this is too hard for me because, of course, not everybody can do everything. What do you guys specifically do? How do you help people um, so that they can know for the folks that want to connect with you? 
Yeah, so basically we jump on a discovery call and figure out, again, all the details about your business to figure out if we're a good fit. Um, usually the type of businesses that we work with are service businesses, uh, which basically means you provide a service to clients. And also it's kind of like a higher ticket service. So we like helping the healthcare, medical, wellness, kind of fitness field. We like helping the B2B technology field. Uh, we like helping legal businesses and like home services. Uh, so like roofers and HVAC and all the different stuff. But basically any business that requires a high ticket call funnel like where you're getting on the phone with clients and you are selling them a service we're really good fit for that because that's really what we specialize in and if, I mean, if you want to reach out to me like you know uh, i would say watch some of my youtube videos first to see what you can learn from that and see if there's anything you can do on your own um try and get some value from there listen to some podcasts like all that and then if you you know want to get on the phone we can talk about that stuff uh if you want and i can break it down and then worst case scenario you get some free value on the phone and then that's it. You know what I mean? We don't have to have to work together if we're not a good fit, but I hope that we are. All right. All right. And just to make sure that our listeners and viewers understand the best way to connect with you at the website is ericrebello.com, right? E-R-I-C-R-E-B-E-L-O.com if you're listening to the podcast. And it's the same name um, on different platforms that you're available on, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, or what have you. Uh, the same name to find him, right, and connect with him if uh, you believe it's time for you to hire an agency like his to help you actually dive deeper into your numbers and make it make sense and determine the best approach for your funneling and marketing at online in order to drive more customers to you. But essentially, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, what we've learned today is, first of all, understanding first hack is understanding your numbers, making it make sense. Second, um, making sure that you are drive, grabbing somebody's attention with whatever ad you're putting together. And third, whenever they click on the ad, you have a few seconds to make sure that you captivate their attention and deliver it, uh, deliver value to them. And on your website, making sure that you have a properly executed funnel that's going to you know, walk them through the experience that you want the client of the potential client to have. And from there, there will be, you know, clicking on yourself and try to purchase something from you and as long as the whole thing is set up properly then you will be getting money out of the things you're putting out there and it works um is that correct absolutely you nailed it <laughs> all right man all right thank you so much any last words before we close out today um i'll kind of leave with a personal development note because i like to talk about that uh, if you can be clear and consistent on whatever your goal is, whether it's a business goal, life goal, anything like that, that is going to be really useful. Just get clear on exactly what you want and just be consistent with it every single day because it's much better to do something every day for even a little bit of time than, you know, to, to focus on it, to learn, to, to watch these shows, like everything like that. Just learn every single day rather than trying to do it once a week for like a bunch of hours. It's much better to do something consistently based on even how human psychology works. Like we have our brains are kind of wired for consistency. And then that clarity is like the biggest thing of I, you know, if you sit there and you say, I want to hit this revenue target and I want to be this much profitable and I want to have this many employees and you like really layer it out of exactly like what you're trying to be clear on then you can actually go after that goal because a lot of people have goals that are a little bit blurry and they don't exactly know what they're trying to go after so if you can get clear and consistent you can get anything you want 
Absolutely. That is 100% correct. Hey, Eric, thank you so much.